Danny Flexen here for Seconds Out with James Tennyson. You've got a big fight against Craig Evans this Saturday. Just tell us, do you think at lightweight now you finally found your ideal weight? Yeah, well, so far so good, you know. I moved up from, I started off at uh, featherweight, super featherweight, and now I'm lightweight, you know, I've just been growing and maturing the body, so, so far I'm comfortable lightweight. And just compare for us the weight making process now compared to what you had to go through at featherweight and super Massive difference, you know, through training camp with the actual bit of weight on and sparring and training I was performing absolutely brilliant. I was more happy with performance and then once, once taking my actual four or five pounds off at the end, that's what was killing me off and it was a fact my performance. Now some people have seen this described as kind of a keep busy fight for you while you wait for an opportunity either European or world level. It does a bit of a disservice I feel to Craig Evans, do you, do you agree with that? No, not at all. You know, listen, Craig Evans is a real classy, gutsy boxer. You know, he's come with the win. You know, he works hard. He's not always a hard worker, and he's a tough guy. So, you know, I'm expecting a tough night. What is it you think that he brings to the table? Where do you think you hold the key advantages? Um, well, you know, listen, obviously a lot of people will be saying about my power, but I've been training for 12 rounds, hard fight, boxing, fighting, hitting, moving, whatever it needs to be, you know, I'm well prepared. Does it become a bit of a kind of pressure on you, the power situation, that people now expect you to go and bang people out early all the time? No, yeah, not really, no, you know, I never actually, I'll never go out with the intentions of, hang on, knock this guy out. They present themselves and they take him, and, you know, it's been working so far so good. Do you see this as kind of the last stepping stone before another major fight? Is Craig Evans of that level that you think this could propel you to either a world title shot or an eliminator, perhaps? Fingers crossed, you know, listen, I believe Saturday night, being Craig Evans will show, you know, that will show my class. I know a lot of people have been saying I'm above that domestic level. Do I feel so? Yeah, sort of do, but you know, this will be what's confirmed for me, you know, to say, like, where I'm at. Who are you targeting at lightweight, or which title, or who, what's in your plans? I'm not, a, I'm not a guy recalling people out, you know, but listen, I want to fight some big tennis next year. You know, I need to get past Craig Evans to do so, so, you know, I'm well prepared to, to get the job now on Saturday night. Lomachenko aside, because we feel even now or after his next fight, he's probably going to move down. Who do you consider the best lightweight in the world? I'm not sure, you know, there's, there's a, few, a few guys out there who, you know, they've got a good name for themselves, you know, they'll be the name for themselves, you know, I'm fed at him. An easy fight to make, arguably, at lightweight would be you and Luke Campbell, both on the fringe of a world title shot. Is that, is that a fight you'd welcome? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a fighter, absolutely. You know, there's no fight any of guys out there, you know. I've just as much chance as anybody else, you know. And you've got Devin Haney, of course, WBC champion. He's also with Matt True. St. Patrick's Day not far away. Is that is that something you think about as well? I would absolutely love that. That would, that would be awesome. That'd be amazing. You know, but listen, I'm happy to have myself. I need to beat Craig Evans on Saturday night before I think of any big opportunities like that. And just last of all, people that have never seen you fight before, and I imagine there's not many of them now, but if there are, what can they expect from you on Saturday night? Fireworks, you know, listen, I, I'll bring it to any guy out there, you know, I'll, bring it, I'll come and get the top five for anybody, so, you know, it'll be fireworks. Brilliant, well we wish you the very best of luck, we'll be watching, we'll be on the edge of our seat, I imagine. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.
This is Ryan Elliott for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. We're in Liverpool. It's the Open Workout ahead of Callum Smith versus John Ryder Saturday evening. With me, million dollar crawler Anthony Crawler. Anthony, first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, thank you. I've just uh, obviously had a few weeks since the fight. Been uh, enjoying retirement. But I've just been I've been mad busy like with all sorts of things. So today's one of the first days where I've had a few hours free and I've not saw the boys and that's so all come down. Had a coffee with Paul, Paul Smith, Liam and that, and then I've uh, just watched a bit of the public workout and then um Go back home, go back home, mate, and that's it. I am um, working the the fight Saturday, so I'm looking forward to it. It's a top top show. There's some great um, great fights on the card. I was going to ask you about retirement, but you're saying you've been busy and you've had bits of bobs going on. You're working the fight Saturday. Has it sort of not had time to sink yeah, in yet? Yeah, you're right. It's not hit me proper yet because, and I said that it won't because I've just been so busy with things and trying to set things up. And no, I'm I'm happy. I'm really happy, but. Uh, I have, I have been, um, you know, so busy. So it's not like I've had time to think. Oh, I'm, I've not got that routine. I've, I've done the odd bit of training, but um, I've been enjoying my food a little bit as well. So it's not, it's not um, kicked in of like, oh, you're no longer a fight. But I know, like that's it. I've not, I've not been thinking. Oh, I want to get back into the gym. What's that punching? Like I said, I've done the odd bit of training, but not punching. Um, helping coach, train the lads, and um, that's it, mate. Final bit on your final fight. Uh, when that final bell went, did it feel like the right time? Obviously, it was a close fight, got the win, but did it feel like the right time? Without, without a doubt, I was saying it at the time. It was, um, I, I knew it. I knew it three or four rounds in. I mean, I, I think I honestly believe I could, I could fight tomorrow, and I'd make much easier work of it than I did that night. Like I, I definitely thought I'd done enough. There was a uh, few people online who did it. I definitely thought I'd done enough, but I made such hard work of it. Uh, but. I think I underestimated the whole emotions and stuff. I didn't think it bothered me whatsoever. It did, and um, that's shown in my performance. But like, not, no disrespect to my opponent at all as well. You know, he give it everything. But um, yeah, I knew 100% it was the right time. Are you just taking things as they come now? You've got the punditry work. You mentioned you're going to be still in and around the gym doing bits and helping out the boys. It's just a case of taking things as it comes. I've been around the gym, uh, my own gym uh, with the amateurs, uh, fighter train myself, and. Um, like say, I'm busy trying to do stuff with the schools and stuff like that. So I'll be very busy um, with that, and I'll give Joe, uh, you know, a spare, you know, a spare set of hands for him there whenever he needs us. But um, yeah, I'm always. I said it like before the fight. I'll always be involved and I'll always be around it. Definitely, I just pop down today. Let's talk about why we're here. Uh, Callum Swift defends his WBA Ring Magazine titles against John Ryder Saturday night. Big ask for John Ryder, but the momentum he's got. Probably not a better time for him to jump in and fight for a world title. Of course, and these opportunities arise, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it'd be crazy to turn it down. He's fighting for the best prizes in the sport, and you know, fair play to John, he was mandatory, and um, he's earned his shot. He's had some great wins, he's on a great run. And um, I like John Ryder. Um, I think, you know, lovely style, very cute on the inside, and um, I like the way he's come back as well from, you know, losing British title fights. And um, no, I like John a lot. Um, and at the same time, obviously, Callum, my, uh, my loyalty's like Callum, he's, he's a good friend. And um, he's wanting those huge fights. You know, you start talking your names, your Canelo's, your Blovkin, but first he's got to get past John Ryder. And um, he looked fantastic in training, what I've seen of him before at Amir, and he does. And um, I expect him to put on a great performance Saturday, but he won't be overlooking John Ryder. I was just about to bring that up. We've, it seems like, you know, in the build-up to this fight, we've... We've almost in the media been guilty of talking about everything but John Ryder. Yeah. We've been talking about Kovalev, we've been talking about Canelo, all these fights. 
but you've got to you've got to take this fight seriously and I'm sure if you've seen of him Callum Smith will be 100% focused Saturday night of course he has you know he's had a great camp seen the sparring he's brought very good sparring in stylistically for John Ryder you know Joe always does a great job of that um, I've seen the sparring he's brought in you know a lot of similarities to John Ryder and um, like I said I, I like John Ryder I mean, he's cute the way he's up on the inside he's relaxed I think he's not the biggest super middleweight but he uses that as an advantage he's very strong physically don't call him the gorilla for nothing, do they? So, yeah, I um, no, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the fight. I'm looking forward to the fight. But you know, you mentioned then the names that got mentioned. They they mean nothing if Callum don't get past John Ryder on Saturday. But I believe we'll go out there. will be very professional. They'll do a great job. Callum, aside from the obvious talent, is an absolute freak at 168. He's so big. Joe Gallagher told Andy a couple of weeks ago he would only go 175 for the right fight. He doesn't need to. From what you've seen of him, is he still making that weight somehow easily? Yeah, yeah. listen, he don't make it easily. He never made it easy, but he makes it well. And I'm, that's genuine, like whether people believe it or not. He, I see fighters in the gym. I'd say near, near every fighter in the gym struggles more to make the weight than what Callum Smith does. That's, that's God's honest truth. He's, um, he is a freak at the weight, but he's, he's not one of them who has to crash a load of weight. I think that Callum naturally a pretty slim lad, which helps, but a huge frame. And listen, he's certainly big enough to go up to um, to light heavy, but no, he makes he makes the weight well, and that's that's the God's honest truth. Not many people believe me, and people listening to this probably don't, but he honestly does. Elsewhere on the card, there's a lot of very well-matched domestic fights. We've got Glover Billum Smith, Fowler Scarf, uh, Farrell Masha Dodd. What fight stands out for you? Which one are you I'm most looking forward to it. on the bill? I've seen it. Your man, who's still there, and there's a trainer there. Uh, Tennyson Craig Evans, I um, I can't wait for that. Honest to God, I um, I think I'm a fan of James and um, I know Craig as well. But um, he fought um, Shafiq last time out, and, and it was a shame. It was, it was on early in the card over in the Lomachenko Campbell night, and he scored a big knockout. Um, but that was one looking to a great fight, and again, I cannot wait for that. Um, he's really in a bad fight, um, James Tennyson and and Heaven. That would be a great fight between those two lads. And I was just, um, I was just saying it. I, I am not saying it because that's the fight I'm looking forward to most on the on the card. But you've mentioned loads there, the, like the Glover, the Bill M. Smith. That's that's another top fight. That's a, do you know? That's a, there's some great domestic fights, you know, on on the card. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Bill you just mentioned. Obviously, Ant, uh, Ant Fowler, Scarf. He's coming off a big win. And it's, nah, it, mate, there's some good fights on, on the show. I'm really looking forward to it as a fan and like to have one of the best seats in the house and made up. Before I let you go, Ant, another fight on Sky Sports this weekend. Johnny Wilder, yeah. uh, rematch with Lewis Ortiz, the WBC heavyweight world yeah. title. When the fight was first made, people were quite dismissive of, of the fact that Wilder got rid of him last time, even though he had spots yeah. of trouble. But as it creeps closer, people yeah. are starting to get drawn in again and no one can quite make their mind up, really. How, what do you see? How do you see that fight playing out? I, I think he had more than spots of trouble last time. I think it was um, Wilder, like, you've got to take your hat off to him because he was... Um, to come through what he come through against Ortiz for me, I've said for a while technically he's the best heavyweight on the planet. You just you do worry about his age and he's he's another eighteen months, two years older than the first fight. I can't think when when the first fight was, but it's definitely over twelve months, isn't it? Um, I know he's got a new haircut, but he's that doesn't deny like he's and there's no denying as well. Everyone thinks he's older than what they say, but um, I think you've got you've got a favour Wilder because of what happened in the first time, but. Don't, you can't sleep on Ortiz, he is, he is a class act and um, technically very, very good. He's, um, like I said, I believe he's the best, he's the best heavyweight technically, 
But I just believe the age is, is going to catch up with him. Um, you can't go on forever. And I'm going to let you go, but thank you very much as always for speaking to Boxing Social. This is Andy Peroff for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm joined by Shelley Finkel here in Las Vegas ahead of Saturday night. Deontay Wilder returns, but Shelley, first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. And you? I'm good, thank you. Obviously, it's always good to hear you're doing well. As I said, Deontay Wilder's return defending his world title once again, this time against Luis Ortiz in a rematch. Just talk to me about the decision to make this fight. Well, Deontay and not opposed to saying fury, the difference is you saw the opponent's fury took away coming and what Deontay does Brazil and now tough guy he said look why give um, an easy fight that you know you're just going to knock the guy out that doesn't do anything for me or my legacy or my skills are you that sorry yourself and Deontay have that confident that when the Tyson Fury match does happen provided he's successful against Lewis on Saturday night it would be a KO victory for Deontay this fight? No, sorry. If he was to fight Tyson, having listened to what you've just said. Oh, I believe when he first he has to get through Saturday. That's all we think about, and after that, I believe he wins by knockout next time. I think he actually had a knockout because if you talk to Fury, he didn't know where he was when he got up. Well. Loop back to that, but just to stick with Luis Ortiz. A lot's been talked about the weight loss that he's had and how much better he's prepared this time round. What are you anticipating him to bring into the fight that's different this time compared to the first fight? I don't know if different. He probably thinks it will be better, but I'd be surprised if he wasn't great for that first fight. And he hurt Deontay as he buzzed him at one point. So it shows that he was really something. How does the fight kind of play out in your own mind then between Deontay and Lewis on Saturday night? I think at the end of the night, Deontay's hand will be raised by knockout. And I just want to touch, touch as well on the undercard, main undercard fight, Leo Santa Cruz, Miguel Flores again. Your thoughts on that one, Shelley? I can't. I, I don't know enough about um, the other guy. Lewis, I know. Um, just to move back then to that heavyweight uh, state, Deontay Tyson... There was obviously a lot of talk as to when that rematch would happen. People talking about February. Is that still kind of the planning in your mind? Um, it's in the back of my mind, yes. But first, we got to get through Saturday. We get through Saturday, then that'll be. What did you make of Tyson's move over into the WWE? I thought it was great for promotion, great publicity. Um, look, after he gets beat by Deontay, he'll have another career. He has, he has mentioned he's, he'd like to go into the UFC as well. Do you think that would maybe be a good move for him? or? Well, after boxing, he could have two careers. <laughs> what, what is it that that fight has kind of taken that step back and we've seen, obviously, Tyson's had a few more fights and then Deontay's fought Dominic Brazil and now he's fighting Lewis. How come we didn't see that immediate rematch? Um, you'd have to ask Fury. We were ready. He made a deal with top rank and that interfered with it. That's one thing I was going to ask you as well. Obviously, Tyson being with top rank, Deontay with PBC, is it going to be an issue in trying to make a fight between the pair because of television rights, etc.? Not at all. We, no issue. And I just want to as well get your thoughts on the other heavyweight clash December 7th in Saudi Arabia. Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz in their rematch. What are your thoughts on that one, Shelley? 
Um, it's a tough fight. It's a tough fight for Joshua because I'm not sure mentally if he is fully recovered from what happened and does he regress when he gets hit. Don't know. How can you see the fight playing out at this stage? That fight is going to end within six rounds either way with a knockout. Well, Shelley Finkel, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Speak to myself on Boxing Social. You're more than welcome. This is Andy Perroff, Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm Dlob John Boy, Deontay Wilder's trainer, Jay yeah. Diaz. Jay, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Ready for Saturday night. Looking forward to it. It's good to hear. Obviously, let's get straight into it. Saturday night, how has camp gone? Oh, it's been good. We, you know, the first camp for Ortiz was not ideal. Deontay didn't feel well. Um, he, he, his, his schedule was, was way crazy. He just had so many things going on. To do what he did in the first fight was nothing short of miraculous. But this time... Camp has been very good, and I've been, I've been, I'm very pleased. What have you been working on this time round? Um, basically, you know, it's all about just Deontay doing what he does best, and he's gotten back to the basics, back to the fundamentals, and um, it's just, it's just a continuation of what we started with the Brazil fight, which is getting back to those basics and back to the small, intricate details. A lot's been spoken about from the Luis Ortiz camp with regards to his own preparations and the fact that he's trimmed down in and around 20 pounds. What do you read into that when you heard about it? Well, it, it all depends on if it's, if it's functional or not, you know, because you can, you can be a smaller guy, you can be a ripped up, shredded guy, you can, but, but does that translate into strength? Does that translate into, you know, your cardio and things? Uh, um, does it affect your punch resistance? These are things that can happen when you lose a lot of weight. How do you see the fight playing out between the parents? Do you expect it to be similar to the first bout or different? I think the first fight, if you remember, even though it was a candidate for a fight of the year, the first fight actually took about three or four rounds to heat up. Uh, now that the guys know each other, I don't think the fight will take that long to heat up. And obviously, there's a lot of build-up and anticipation about the possible Tyson Fury rematch. For you, in your own personal opinion, would you have liked to have seen that rematch happen sooner than what it will do, provided Dante is successful on Saturday? Well, well I use, you hit the nail on the head with the last part of it. Well, there's nothing besides Ortiz, because without Ortiz, there is no, no Joshua, there is no Fury, there is no Ruiz, there's none of that. So we've absolutely got to take care of business on Saturday night with a very, very good Luis Ortiz. But I feel confident, I feel great, Deontay's going to do just that and do it in a spectacular fashion. Tyson's trying to Ben Davison also out here as well. What are your thoughts on him coming out to watch the fight on Saturday? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy he's here. I like Ben. I've always liked Ben. We, we get along quite well. Um, a lot of people try to put him down and stuff uh, um, after the Walim, uh, Walim fight and stuff, and I defended him because um, those people aren't in the gym. Those people don't know the kind of work that Ben is doing. And, um, you know, Tyson Fury, is would if he was standing right here, he would tell you. He's not an easy guy. To, 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 you know, to train and to deal with and, and all that. He's had a lot of uh, issues, but he is a really a great fighter and a great guy, and Ben knows how to, Ben knows him in and out. Ben knows all the details. Ben is the right guy to, to be training Tyson Fury, and he should get more credit, really, than he, than he does. Tyson's had a little stint in the WWE as well. What was your thoughts on that, Jay? Oh, man, you know, the whole thing was I was worried about the cut because, you know, even though it's a choreographed situation, an elbow, an errant thumb, anything could get that cut wide open and be three months getting back. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that all goes well and that he, there's no injuries sustained or anything like that. All goes well. When can we see Wilder Fury 2 provide us against? They've, they've talked about late February. Um, you know, my, training, my, my thought is only on Ortiz, but 
uh, they, they put out a date of late February, and so after Saturday night, that's something, you know, we'll be glad to talk about. And finally, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the other big heavyweight fight of the year, December 7th, Andy Ruiz Jr. and Anthony Joshua rematch. What are your thoughts on the back? I think it's an interesting fight, and I think there's three things to think about. How does Joshua handle de- defeat? How does Ruiz handle victory? And then how does it play out with a completely unusual location? You know, Ruiz has so many people hitting him right now, he's probably never experienced that. You know, Joshua's got people that doubt him now and are calling him this, that, and the other. He hasn't dealt with that. So how does each guy deal with their situation? And the one who deals with it best should come out victorious. From a tactical standpoint, how do you actually see the fight itself playing out when the pair are in the ring? Well, I think Joshua will keep a little more distance this time. Uh, Ruiz is very good at staying in the pocket. Um, Joshua was used to, to, to throwing punches and the other guy, you know, being out of range at that point. But Ruiz stays in the pocket and fires back. So what we call it is being first and third. Ruiz would throw, Joshua would fire back, and Ruiz would be fire back after him. He would counter your counter. So Ruiz would be first, Joshua second, Ruiz would be third. So we call it being first and third, and Ruiz did a great job of it. He's going to have to do that again. Which idea is I appreciate it, Tom. Thanks for speaking to myself on Boxing Social. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.